This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. And so they're, they're missing the point of this, that he has love for his disciples. And the key word is disciples that are being ambassadors for Christ, that are serving not only the people, but they're serving the Lord. So Jesus loves them. He's going to show them what it means to be not so self-centered and start focusing on other people. So this is what Jesus is starting to do. He's going to correct them. It's not about gaining a position, but it's about putting God's love in action. So he not only talks about it, what is he doing in this, in this particular place? He's going to show them. Show them exactly. So go back to John 13 and look at what he does. He riseth up from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself, poured the water in a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So he starts washing their feet. And what's really cool is that Jesus is going to take it even further. He's going to teach them a great spiritual truth. And I think once again, we have to understand the time in history that we're reading. We have to understand historical, cultural things that are going on here. So let's go back to where they are at. The guys here are living in a dusty place. We're, you know, we're used to paved roads. We're used to a lot of sidewalks. We're used to all these things, and pretty much they didn't have those things around there. The roads, they would walk along the roads, they'd walk through the fields, and what did they have on their feet? Sandals. So what do you do? If you get to where you're going, and you get to a person's house, first thing you need to do is take off those sandals, and the owner of the house would have a servant that would step up, and wash your feet from being out on the on the dusty road so it's not tracked into the house. Now this servant, it was a lowly job. It was a menial job. It was probably the lowest servant on the totem pole here that would come and wash that person's feet. Not a not a very pleasing job to do. I'm sure they was not excited to do that job, but it was their job. It was a low servant job. So this, this is exactly uh, what Jesus is trying to portray to them. I'm taking the lowest servant's job right here, and I'm going to show you something. I'm going to express something to you, and I hope that you get it. So verse 6, Then he cometh to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? So you can understand it. I want you to understand where Peter's coming from. He's thinking, whoa, wait a minute now. The Lord is going to come kneel down here and wash my feet? Come on. That's a lowly servant job. And so I think we can relate to Peter for an instance here. We can kind of get where he's coming from. So uh, I wouldn't really be bothered by what Peter said here. He's just trying to figure out why in the world 
would Jesus wash his feet? You know, anybody else could do it, but certainly not Jesus. We're talking about God in human flesh. We're talking about the King of kings, the Lord of lords. So we can understand where Peter's coming from. And all he had at this point really was understanding what the Old Testament had said. He didn't have the New Testament. He didn't have the full revelation of Christ. So he he didn't have the illumination of the Holy Spirit at that time to really help him understand what's going on. I mean, he was struggling to try to understand and he was going to question what God was doing. So he's saying, you know, this just can't happen. You're not my servant. You're my Lord. Look at verse 7. Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And that's an important verse in this area because he's trying to explain to him, you're not going to get it right now, Peter. I, I don't expect you to get it right now. But you're going to get it later on. It's going, to, it's going to come to you. And so Jesus taking this opportunity here to wash the disciples' feet, he is certainly teaching them about true greatness. And he's basically saying to them, true greatness is not found in having the, the most things or the most authority or the most power or the highest position. He's trying to teach them these things. So uh, what is he saying in contrast to that? The, the thing that you need to, to realize here, Peter, and every one of you disciples here, you need to realize that the greatest thing is found in actually serving others. And they're going to have to serve others in their ministry as Jesus leaves them. And they will get, to get that. They will understand that. And it would be born out of love. They'll never forget what Jesus did this, this day. It will never pass from their minds. And so they will get that lesson. And Jesus goes even beyond that. And he teaches the disciples this deep spiritual truth. And I think that uh, it's interesting when you think about uh, Peter. Uh, he's Peter, of course, was a very... Uh, uh, he was a, a man that Dan has been, had taught on Peter and talked about how, how he blurted out things many times and he was always seemed to be the spokesperson and he'd get himself in trouble and, and pastors also been teaching on Wednesday nights about it and, and, and we're seeing, seeing different things about Peter and, and, and realize getting a good idea of what he's like. But we find that he's troubled by what the Lord said in verse seven. What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. So Peter was like, wait a minute now. Jesus, you're my Lord, not my servant. And I, and, and Jesus is saying, no, you need to listen and you need to watch and you need to comprehend what I'm doing here. And so uh, look at verse 8. Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. <laughs> I mean, Peter, if Jesus is his Lord and he, he feels like he shouldn't be washing his feet, well, I got news for you. He shouldn't be telling the Lord what to do either. <laughs> you don't tell the king of kings, you shouldn't do something. And that's basically what he did. 
You're never going to wash my feet. You're never going to do that. That's not going to happen. But I understand where Peter's coming from. I get it. But Peter really doesn't understand what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is teaching at this point. And so uh, he, he, of course, responds this, this way. Look at verse 8 again. Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And it's very important that we look at the phrasing and the words in that verse, and I'll tell you about it in just a minute here. What does Peter say? Lord, you're never going to wash my feet. You're not going to do it. You know, isn't that exactly what we do sometimes with the Lord? The Lord's trying to do something in our life, trying to help us go through something, and we're thinking, no, I, I, I really don't want to do it that way, and I'm really, I really got a better idea, and I really think that, that this thing will pass without me involving the Lord, and, and, and we're kind of like that in some situations in our daily lives. What about when the Lord speaks to us and says, hey, I'm going to bring somebody by your way. And they need to know about me. And you're going to be face to face with them today. Won't you witness to them? Won't you say something to them? And we may be saying, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to witness to that person, Lord. Give me somebody else to talk to. They, they're hard to talk to. I've had conversations with them before. or Whatever it may be. So it's kind of like it is here with Peter. Maybe we even wake up of a day and we, we're going through something. We're saying, you know what? I, I'm busy today. I really don't feel like doing my devotions. I really don't feel like praying today. I'll talk to you later, Lord. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll talk to you later on when it's a more convenient time. Or, or even, hey, I know the church doors are open, but what's another Sunday? Or maybe anger, unforgiveness towards a person that we feel is justified. So there are things that go on and on in our lives and we're kind of like Peter. You're never going to wash my feet, Lord. And maybe we're saying, Lord, I'm never going to do that. I'll do other things. I'm never going to do that, though. So we kind of tell ourselves that, hey, I'm not going to let, I'm not going through with that with you, Lord. So, Remember now what Jesus said back in verse 7. What I'm doing now, Peter, you're not going to understand. But you will later on. And many times, we don't understand why the Lord allows us to put, go through situations, puts us in situations, and we can do things, and we're thinking, I don't know about that. We may not understand why the Lord is doing that right now, but we will understand it later on. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. But I want you to pay attention to what Jesus said to him in verse 8. He said, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Now let's look at what Jesus did not say. Jesus did not say, if I wash your feet, you'll have no part with me. Did he? But he said, if I wash thee not. So we're leaving the feet situation out right now. 
And he's starting to go get the truth here. He's starting to really bring it home to Peter. Peter, you, all you're thinking about is your feet and what I'm doing. Let's get beyond that. If I wash thee not, you'll have no part with me. So this is how we know that it's more going on here than we seeing Jesus just being an example of washing feet. So you remember verse 7, what I'm doing, you're not going to understand now, but you're going to understand it later. So Peter will understand the outward picture. He sees Jesus lay aside the garment. He sees Jesus fill the water basin. He sees Jesus kneel down and begin to wash and take that towel to dry. He sees all that physical part. But he doesn't see any of the spiritual thing that Jesus is trying to do. <clears throat> so Jesus was, yes, filling the role of a servant. He was humbling himself. It was love in action. But when he says these words, if I don't wash you, I'll have no part with me. So, in other words, the kind of washing that Jesus has in mind here is like the old hymn that we say, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's kind of like if I turned it around the other way. Do you think if someone came in and Jesus, wa Jesus washed their feet, that would save them because He washed their feet? No. They still need to be saved inside. They still need to give their heart to Christ. Just like a lot of people have that intention, if I get in that baptismal pool, I'm going to heaven. No, you better make sure you're going to heaven before you get in the baptismal pool. That's just an outward manifestation of what's already happened on the inside. So <clears throat> that's kind of what Jesus is getting across to Peter here because of Peter's conversation back to him. Later on in 1 John 1.7, Jesus tells us the blood of Jesus Christ is what cleanses us from all sin. So Jesus is saying, Peter, if I don't wash you, if I don't wash away your sin, then you're not share any part with me. You can't have eternal life. You can't be with me in eternity if my blood hasn't cleansed you from sin. If I don't wash you, Peter, then, then you're not share with me because there's no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. Now, of course, we keep going back to verse 7. Of course, Peter doesn't understand all of that. And many times, even today, we have to realize when people come in our church service and they hear the gospel message and they feel, get under conviction, they're not understanding everything that's happening here. And that's why it's so important that the, that the ministers of our churches today don't mislead people and say, if you just come on down here and shake my hand, and we'll just have a little time of fellowship together, or I'll get you back here in the baptismal pool and everything will be all right. No. 
And I'm so afraid that many people have been misled. I know, I've talked to people over the years, and I ask them, are they saved? And what do they tell me? Things like, oh, I belong to the First Baptist so-and-so. Oh, I have been baptized. Oh, I have done this. I have done that. I said, but have you given your heart to Christ? Do you remember the time that you got saved? That you repented of your sins? You asked the Lord to come in. Well, I shook the preacher's hand. I didn't ask you that. So Christ wants to get this message across, not only to the disciples, but to us as well. And we understand that. Peter wouldn't understand it then, but he'll understand it after the cross. He'll understand it after the resurrection. Peter, you'll get it then, buddy. You'll know it exactly what's going on. So Peter, this guy, you know, he, he put his foot in his mouth many times. He said a lot of things because he was overzealous. He, he was a guy that really wanted to be close to Jesus. So when Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you'll share no part with me. Peter would have understood, hey, wait a minute, I think the Lord rebuking me here. I think the Lord is really telling me something I need to understand here. So in one sense, that was probably going on, but Jesus had a deeper spiritual meaning, a deeper truth he's trying to share with him. And he's saying, listen, Peter, I'm going to do this. I am going to wash your feet. I am going to show you who I am. But I want you to understand the important thing is not this foot washing going on, but what's going on inside of a person. And if people reject me, then they'll have no part. So that is very important. Verse 9, Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. So in other words, Peter is saying, hey, I'm all in, Lord. But Peter also is still thinking physically. Physically. Physical washing. So he's, he's got to get past that point and realize the meaning that Jesus is doing here. Verse 10. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. Ye are clean, but not all. So, going back, once again, let's go back to the cultural time. Let's go back to the place. I, I think that it helps you understand it. It did me. So I was studying. It helps me understand what's going on here. There were very few homes that had actual baths in them. Most places didn't. They had wash basins. They had water jugs for washing up. So what people would do, they did have sort of like these little public bathhouses. And people could go down there to the bathhouse and they could wash clean. They'd grab a towel and they'd go home from the bathhouse to, the, to their home. Now, they were clean when they left the bathhouse. But as they would walk home, what's going to happen to their feet? They're going to get dusty again. They're going to get dirty again. So when they come back to their home, they'd have to wash their feet again, even though the rest of them would be clean. And this is the thing. It meant when they got there, yeah, they were clean all except 
their feet. And that'd have to be washed. So again, Jesus is speaking in this way. And that way, Peter would have understood it. So hopefully you understand what he's doing. I understand it. Peter's understanding here. He's talking about more than getting clean down there at the bathhouse. But he's talking about coming home and now washing your feet and you are cleansed. You are clean. Once your feet are washed, you've been down to the bathhouse. Now, all of you are, are clean. And of course, Jesus is saying at some point here, we need to be totally clean on the inside. Redeemed, justified by the blood of Christ. You know, what happens to us in our daily walk? We may leave here after this service today feeling so good on the inside. We've had time shared with the Lord, with other Christians. We've been singing. We've been praising. We've been praying. We've been enjoying the Word. We've been letting the Lord speak to us. We feel clean in the inside. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. When we leave, we're thankful for that. But when we walk through those doors and we go home and tomorrow morning comes and the next day and the next day, guess what? We're faced with all kind of garbage out in this world. Stuff coming in our ears and our eyes. I mean, it's all around us. So what's going to happen along the way? We're going to need some cleansing again on the inside. We want to get that stuff out of the way. All of us can stumble and fall along the way. We're saved by the grace of God. We're brought into that right relationship with Him. But when sin enters in on a daily walk and things happen in our life and we don't confess that sin, we don't get it out of the way, our relationship with God isn't what it was on Sunday when we left here. It just We're still saved. But the thing is, we just don't feel clean totally. It's like our, kind of like that example. We can be clean from the bathhouse, but when we get home, our feet are dirty. And they need cleaning again. So Jesus is saying, we should let the love of God fill our hearts, flow through our hearts, and serving others. But we need daily forgiveness. We need to realize we blow it many times. But we're justified before God. We've been adopted into His family. Our relationship is secure in Him. He is. He will always be our Father. But many times the fellowship can be broken there a little bit because of sin that comes into the picture. So that's what Jesus is saying. Peter, you're clean. You're saved, Peter. There's no doubt about that. Nothing's going to change that. But just like I washed your feet here today, there are things that will need washing on a daily basis from you, Peter. Things that will need forgiveness. And we need to go to God and confess our sin and ask forgiveness and repent for that. Turn over to First John, First uh, John chapter one for just a minute. Our time is getting close, but I wanted to to bring out this. You're familiar with with some of the verses here in First John chapter one and verse number seven. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, 
and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How many of us know we can step out of the light a little bit sometimes? Yeah, we, we can step out of it a little bit, get drawn aside, but we can get back in that light too. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in it. Not a one of us are perfect. There was only one that was perfect, and that's the Lord Jesus. But here's that verse 9. I always say, I always used to say it's the clear button on the microwave. <laughs> you know, you ever put something in the microwave and you start pushing buttons, you go, oh my goodness, I didn't set this thing for 15 minutes. I'm going to burn up everything I got in here. What do I need to do? So a little button says, stop or clear. You hit that thing, clears it all off. If we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have no not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So just like Peter, we all realize we, we have things going on in our life. Look down at verse 11, if you're still in that chapter. Let's go back to first, back to John chapter 13. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said he, ye are not all clean. Once again, remember what I said? Nothing took Jesus by surprise. He knew everything that was going to happen. He knew what was going on. So we find here in these next few verses, he's going to continue to let them know what he needs to do for them, what they need to do when he leaves them. And so what a, what a great lessons, not only of humility here, but of the love of Christ shown here that we need to show each other. Amen. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, Visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.